0: Support for How in the Hell Did I Get Here comes from The Coloring Book Coach. Did you know it's possible to heal your heart and more through coloring and the support of The Coloring Book Coach? Visit the thecoloringbookcoach.com for your free coloring book. So, this is the third week of our Scary Story series. And every story we've done so far has had inexplicable technical issues. And this week is no exception. Who knew it was going to be so hard to get these stories done? My sister Erin and I had trouble recording The Ghost in the Machine earlier this month, and we literally had paranormal things happening during the recording. Go back and check that one out if you haven't listened. And the first time Carrie and I recorded the stories you're about to hear, we were just wrapping up, and I lost internet, and that recording also failed. Then, while editing this version, my computer's sound went out for no reason for over two hours, and I was afraid I wouldn't even be able to get the show out this week. But here we are. I think it's fair to say that maybe the ghosties, entities, discorporate beings, and poltergeists we've encountered are not really thrilled about being on the show. Be that as it may, we have a great story for you today, as told by our sister Carrie to myself and our sister Jenny. Carrie, who was the night manager at Chesson's Bar and Delhi in downtown Minneapolis during the late 90s and early 2000s, shares this bone-chilling tale of terror in four acts about her time there. If you love scary stories, you're not going to want to miss this. And I'm telling you now, you might not want to listen alone, especially if it's late at night. I'm your host, Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? Spooky Story Series for the month of October. Quick note, as always, today's episode includes swear words. Stay tuned. Quick shout out to everyone who's supporting the show. We're an independent podcast, and your help keeps us going. If you want to help, head over to coffee.com forward slash how in the hell. You can buy us one cookie or multiple cookies, or you can even choose to support us every month. We love all of it. Coffee.com is spelled F I. dot com, and then add that forward slash, and then add the words how in the hell. Thanks so much. Welcome to Act One. As the night manager, it was Carrie's job to close down the bar, which oftentimes left her alone there during the wee hours, which was creepy enough. And then, something goes whoomp in the night.
1: The story of the haunting of Chesson's Bar and Deli in downtown Minneapolis. And it's the truth. Or perhaps we should call it The Ghost and Mrs. Chicken.
0: Mrs. Chicken I love that. me. Yes, the ghost and Mrs. Chicken.
1: <laughs> so anyway, this is when I worked at Chesson's in downtown Minneapolis. It was a uh, Jewish-style bar and restaurant. And I was the bar manager and the night manager and the night bartender and pretty much everything else anyone needed to run a restaurant. And um, we had moved our location to a little one-story building um, down in the like the government district and this was an old building it I think it was built in the 30s but it could have been before that but and it was a little bit notorious because it had gone through um, being a speakeasy it had there had been an illegal gambling den run out of the basement for many years um, and it had been run as an illegal bar several times kind of like a pop-up bar people would just go in there and start serving booze until they got kicked out and, um all this other like it had a it had a history, kind of a notoriety of being involved in illegal and gangster activity um so anyway, it's yeah, it was a one story building fairly big. Kim, you've been there, I don't know if Jenny's ever been there um that I can recall, and um pretty good size the and it had a basement downstairs that ran the length of the building, and it was had several rooms in it um it had, you know, like on one side was all like dry storage, the beer and wine room. Um, the other side had an office, uh, the liquor room, um, just open space, and then this mystery room in the corner that nobody ever, ever, ever went into because it was just too fucking creepy. <laughs> I mean, it was you just you, it, the bad vibes the moment you went near it would were just too much. In fact, the Yikes. whole it was weird. If you went down the steps into this basement. And you turn to the right, like go to dry storage or get some beer or something. Everything was pretty much cool, but if you had to go to the left, if you had to go to the office or to the liquor room or anything over there or near that mystery room, it was just so scary. I mean it was creepy, scary. in fact, all the people that I worked with I worked at night, so we had a pretty small crew at night, but during the day, you know lunch was the big business, so there was a big crew and and everybody that worked there pretty much refused to go into the basement, even in broad daylight, even with a building full of people, you know, um, everybody was always like the poor dishwasher got stuck with being the guy who always had to go in the basement to get anything because nobody ever wanted to go in that basement. It was too creepy. So anyway, um, I'm working there. Like I say, now I'm running the night shift and, um, Which means that I'm going to be the one, I have to close down the bar, you know, clean the bar, count out the till, you know, do all the book work, blah, 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 inventory, all this stuff that you can't really do until after you've closed the bar. So it would mean that lots of times in the middle of the night, I'm there all alone in this building. That's no fun.
0: No, (laughs) good. No. Yeah.
1: And you wind up, you have to do half this work you're going to do upstairs, but half of it you have to go down and do in the basement. You've got to stock the beer and wine. You've got to stock the liquor. Every two weeks, I had to go down in the liquor room and do a complete inventory.
0: You should get hazard pay for that, or you should have gotten <laughs> hazard pay yes. for that. That's my awful.
1: damn well should have. Yeah, and it was just scary being down there. In fact, shortly after I started there, I went down one night to, I think I was just doing a liquor stock. I think I was just down there getting liquor to restock the bar. I'm in the liquor room and all of a sudden I hear this whoomp, this really loud noise, right? And I, I recognize the noise because upstairs there's two entrances into this building, into chestnuts. You can come in the front door or there's a side like delivery door. And the delivery door was one of these old-fashioned wooden, heavy wooden doors. That made, when you close that door, you had to swing it shut hard, and it made this very distinctive oomph you know, every time it closed up. Mm-hmm. And that was the noise I was hearing. Now, it's the middle of the night. I'm alone in this building. The building is all locked up. I know I've locked this building up. I, you know, there's no way I'd be leaving doors unlocked in the middle of the night in downtown yeah. Minneapolis. So I kind of freak out. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, that's the back door. That means someone is in this building. I'm little, like scared to death. What do I do? Do I just hide down here and hope for the best, you know? And, then, and I can hear noise upstairs. I hear now there's banging around going on up there. Instead of just breaking down <laughs> into a crying blob on the floor, <laughs> I, I do what you do in these situations. You call your husband. I call Jack, and I tell him what's going on. And I'm like, that. I don't know what to do. I heard the door. It's loud and clear. It's very distinctive. There's probably someone in the building. There's noises going on upstairs. I'm in the basement, and I'm scared to death. So Jack, being my hero and only living a couple blocks away, comes down to the restaurant with a gun.
0: <laughs> holy shit
1: <laughs> yes see he comes to my rescue and then i'm realizing it's like oh my god okay he's got to i've got to let him in here somehow which means i'm gonna have to go upstairs and i don't want to go upstairs i'm not sure my legs are gonna take me up the stairs right
0: <laughs> and who there might be people up there well that's, what the fuck there definitely seems to be yeah there's something
1: going on up there right but so we figure all right well get to the jack and get to that side door the one i heard go whoomp. Uh, and it's got to be open because it went whoop right right so even though i would swear on a stack of bibles that i locked that damn door it's got to be open and i have the only key by the way so what the hell is going on so okay he gets down there he gets to the back door with his gun the door is locked he can't get in
0: oh my god they um, came in and locked themselves in <laughs> i have the
1: only key damn it.
0: <laughs> oh, you can't lock the door from the inside. You
1: cannot. You Without it the key. Okay. A key. okay. Yes. Ooh. So now I have to go back upstairs and let him in. Now, luckily that back door isn't far from the basement door. So I do like a 50-yard sprint, you know, <laughs> like probably with my eyes closed. <laughs> and um, get the door unlocked and get him in there. And he's a, he, he here he is with his gun. You know, he's in complete policeman mode now because he's a policeman. We go through the whole place. With, with him walking with his gun out and a flashlight through the whole place even though i mean i had lights on and right like me me hiding behind him clinging to his arm you know yeah, just no like stereotypical <laughs> you
0: yeah know. <laughs> hopefully not his gun arm yeah, yeah right?
1: exactly <laughs> but there's nothing there is no one and there is nothing and kim i i think you can remember the layout of the place it was an open floor plan right mm-hmm. there's really nowhere to hide up there, I mean, we check the entire place, and there's no one up there. And we also, we go back down and check the downstairs. There's no one down there. And I'm still, I mean, I'm still terrified. It's like, I don't care. You know, you might think I'm a nut, but this happened. You're he didn't think I was a nut either. <laughs> you don't brush off something like that because, no. you know, I'm not a crazy lady. Everybody shuts up. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not a crazy Well, cra- no, no, not
0: as far as you know. I mean, what's crazy? I mean, we could have a whole podcast on that. Right. Crazy versus witch. It's the yeah, fine line. line.
1: So anyway, I'm like, this is the end of this night. Jack stays with me long enough for me to get everything done that has to be done. And then it's like we're we're out of here. Let's go home. Please, let's just go home.
0: In Act 2, Carrie has found ways to deal with the unusual stressors at her job when she finds out that she's not the only one who's been uber-creeped out in that basement.
1: And it turns out as time goes by, I come to learn that quite often when I'm down in the basement alone and there's nobody else in the building and I know the building is all locked up, that door will go whoomp. I heard it quite a few more times. Is I mean, there a painting
0: you- with the eyes following you? <laughs> Probably. A
1: painting of Rob Chesson, the owner. <laughs> yeah. That would have been but, awesome. It got, I mean, it's like, you know, you'd be down there and you'd hear that. And I mean, it's like your knees just turned to water. Oh, God, yeah. Even though, you know. <laughs> or
0: my oh- bladder might turn to water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: So it finally got to the point where the only way I could handle this, because this is like every night. I'm working four or five nights a week, right? So this is every night. Now, sometimes Michael the cook would stay with me and just kind of hang out and so I wouldn't be alone. But he couldn't do that every night, all the time. I'm down in this fucking basement alone in the middle of the night. This is how I started dealing with it. I just I started wearing headphones, listening to music and having a shot or two of scotch before I went down there, (laughs) or whiskey or vodka or something. (laughs) (laughs) Liquid courage. Yeah, I'm totally serious. I I couldn't have done it otherwise. Oh, and then to interject, shortly after I started working there and realized that the basement was really, really fucking haunted, my friend Tim tells me the story about he had a couple of buddies who ran a bar there in the 80s in the same building. And the one guy was the night manager. I think his name was Mark. And Tim says to me one day when we're, we're talking about the place and I'm telling him how spooky the basement is, he goes, did you ever notice that big gouge out on, in the floor, the cement of the floor, like right in front of the liquor room? I said, well, yeah, I think I've noticed there's like a big, yeah, it's just a gash out, chunked out of the cement floor. He goes, yeah, he goes, Mark was, would have to go down there at night and do just like you and get out the liquor and everything. And he said, he got so scared he started carrying a gun he wouldn't go down in the basement unarmed one night he was down there in the liquor room and he was absolutely convinced he kept hearing or feeling that there was someone right outside the door to the liquor room so he flung the liquor room door open there was nobody there but he was so scared he shot the gun
0: oh my god
1: (laughs) and hit the floor yeah (laughs) and tore a big chunk out of the floor so it's like this isn't just me man i'm not just Making this shit up, this this has been obviously going on for a long time. All this goes on. I learn, you know, to like go down there with the headphones on and a shot of whiskey in my belly,
0: and you know, just try. <laughs> I to thought deal you were gonna it. say in a sawed-off shotgun. You know wow. <laughs> what? good would it do you? I knew. Right. you know, I wasn't well, up shoot against the floor l- again. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I wasn't up against anything <laughs> that that was gonna work with. Right. And right. whatever was down there was not good. I mean, it was bad. It wasn't a friendly spirit.
0: No, it wasn't Casper.
1: Yeah, it was bad. I mean, I forced myself one time to go into that mystery room because it was—it was literally one of those pockets where I mean, to even get near the door of it, which—and it didn't have a door on it, of course, because that just makes it spookier. You could just feel the evil energy pushing back on you. You tried yeah. to go in that room, and I was like, "I've got to conquer this. I've got—I've got to go into this room, you know, and prove." That nothing evil is going to like devour me, right? And so I did one time. I I got into the room. I actually got the light on, and but I think I was in there for ten seconds max.
0: Oh my god! Because
1: it was just crushing. I mean, it was. You feel you want to cry. You know, you're you're shaking and you're right. (laughs) Yeah, you get that really like
0: creepy feeling, like
1: creepy crawling,
0: absolute terror. I got (laughs) the
1: hell out of there and I never went back in. So whatever was in that room
0: probably still there is that building still there it's still
1: there yeah it's empty now nobody's been what? in there since you're kidding no no it's a long story but it's no, oh wow it's empty, it's empty. interesting um,
0: don't go anywhere carrie is just getting started with the scary stuff that happens at chesson's bar and deli during her tenure there stay with us hey there it's kim i'm just popping in to answer a quick question someone asked which is what more they could do to help support the show beyond sharing, reviewing, and subscribing. Here's a quick list. One, buy us a cookie or two at coffee.com. That's coffee.com forward slash how in the hell. It's actually spelled dot com and then forward slash how in the hell. Two, we have fun merchandise. Shirts, mugs, bags, even socks, the link is at HowInTheHellPodcast.com. Three, are you a small business owner? You can advertise on the show. Email HowInTheHellDidIGetHere at gmail.com or call 323-488-3303. Carrie knows the basement is a freaky place, but what happens next is both creepy and crawly too. Here's her story.
1: There's other things, like another reason I had to wear the headphones, it wasn't just that noise. Whenever you went into the office downstairs, which I would have to do every frickin' night, do the paperwork, get everything into the safe, because I had all the day's take. It was my responsibility to do the bookwork, accounting, get get everything into the safe. Anytime you go into the office, you sit down at the desk in the middle of the night, the dining room is right above you, and it would sound like a football game was going on up there. I mean, just crash, bang, Boom. Nonstop. And the first couple of times I was like, holy shit. I'm going to go back upstairs and all the tables and chairs are all going to be knocked over. It'll be like
0: (laughs) the shining. There's activity in the ballroom. Yeah.
1: Like all the chairs will be, (laughs) they'll all be stacked up on top of each other, like 12 high or so, you know, (laughs) making pyramids or something. And nothing was ever moved in the dining room. So it was like, oh, okay, I got to deal with that. It finally kind of culminates one night when... I was working. Michael was working, and whoever else was working. I don't know, but I had to get the beer. I had to stock the beer cooler, so I went downstairs to get some beer, and Michael came down with me to help because Michael is a really good guy. <laughs> and we're going into the beer room, and all of a sudden we see sitting on a case of beers, there's this fly, and it's freaking huge. It's like an inch and a half long. Like flies don't come that way, as far not in my world. Look like a giant house fly. And we're both looking at it, and I'm thinking it's going to start going, help me, help
0: me. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like the fly movie? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. And we're word. looking for Jeff Goldblum's face on yes. it. I you know? love Jeff
1: Goldblum. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, so and we realized that it's, it's like freshly dead. And both me and Michael are looking at this going, what the hell? I've never seen anything like this. Have you ever seen anything like this? I've never seen anything like this. So we get over it. Okay, that was weird. You know, and we throw it in the garbage, you know, and carry on with our night. And then Michael goes home eventually. And again, I'm stuck in this godforsaken building all by myself. (laughs) Down I go at the very end of the night. I've got everything done. Everything's groovy. I just got to get into the office, put the paperwork away, get the money and, and, uh, you know, the receipts and everything into the safe. And then it's go home. So I go down. I've got my headphones on, of course. I unlock the office door, open the door, look up. The entire ceiling of the office is covered with these giant flies.
0: What? I mean, the fuck.
1: Covered. I mean, yeah. There's not five flies. There's not twenty flies. There's hundreds of these fucking flies. And they're all up on the ceiling. And they're not even really flying around. They're just kind of swarming up there.
0: Were they making a sound? Was it like a really it loud buzz? No.
1: No. There you wasn't really. Silence. That's also weird. Yeah. I do the only logical thing, which is shut the office door. <laughs> and stand there, you know, outside the office going, what the fuck did I just see? Because <laughs> you can't, your brain won't take that in. It's like, this isn't happening. This can't be right. This can't be real. And I'm like, okay, open the office door again they're still there Mm. (laughs) shut the office door again stand there and they're not anywhere else I'm looking around because I'm thinking well if they're in there they got to be everywhere I look around all over and they're not anywhere but in the office I open the door again I look in I'm trying to figure out where the hell did they come from is there like some hole in the wall now you know did they swarm in from outside which doesn't make any sense but what none of it makes any sense there's nowhere for them to get in. So now I'm like, oh, man, this is so bad. This is so bad. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I do not want to go into this office. I got, I got all this money. I got this huge bag of money that they need in the morning to start over. I've got all the receipts. I, I can't. I, I have to do my job. So I take a few deep breaths, try to squelch <laughs> the screaming oh, God! I open the office door, and I duck walk to the safe. <laughs> <laughs> damn it i wish we had this on video (laughs) i am not kidding (laughs) that is what i did (laughs) (laughs) i get the safe open i slam everything in the safe i lock it up and i duck walk as fast as i can back out of the office (laughs) get out and shut the door and then it's like okay now breathe you know go ahead and breathe carrie it's okay you can breathe now (laughs) you know so now i'm still in the basement so it's like get the fuck out of this basement because this just ain't right and I'm still I'm looking around. I'm thinking, okay, I, when I open the door, none of the flies left the office. I still see no flies that are not, they didn't come out of the office. It's like, oh, oh, oh. So I go upstairs. And now it's like, okay, I have to be responsible and treat this like a normal person in, instead of someone who's just losing her shit here. <laughs> so I leave a note for little Ronnie. He's the kitchen manager. He's going to be there at 5 in the morning. He needs to know. That the office is full of giant flies. So I leave him a note, dear little Ronnie, how are you? <laughs> I hope you are fine. <laughs> Speaking of flies. <laughs> so I write him a note. I say, I know this sounds absolutely insane. I don't know what's going on. The office is full of flies and they're huge. I've never seen them, blah, blah, blah. And at bottom line, we need an exterminator. I hate to lay this on you first thing in the morning but it's just too fucking weird and we can't risk them obviously you know taking over the restaurant whatever the hell they are love Carrie. so he calls me in the morning he i get a call from him i don't know about seven o'clock in the morning and he's like so i got your note and i'm like yeah how bad was it he goes there's no flies down there shut
0: the fuck up i'm like no. what so you mean
1: you mean they're they're all dead they all died <laughs> And he's like, no, there's no flies. There's not, I don't find a single fly. I don't find a fly corpse. I don't find any live flies. What I don't find the any fuck? little flies. I don't find any big flies. Oh my God. Because there's nothing down there. And then at that, that point, you're like, okay, I just like signed the commitment papers because now I sound like a complete loony <laughs> tune, you know, and Ronnie and I, we've known each other forever. So he knows I'm not insane, but I'm still like pleading my case. Ronnie, I swear I'm not insane. They were there. I'm like, Michael saw one of them. I said I can. He can back me up on this. There were flies all all over that office, and they were huge. So he's like, "Okay, Carrie, you just you go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> go t- t- have you taken
0: your medication? Yeah. yeah. Go take care of
1: yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I don't think I think when I got there that day, you know, I talked to him briefly, and I just said, I I don't know what to tell you. I said they were there. I saw them. I said, Michael saw one of them. He, he, this happened. I said, you know, I'm not insane. And then I don't think we ever spoke of it again.
0: You
1: which- <laughs> shall never speak of this again. <laughs> yeah, this, <was> <laughs> this closes cool.
0: the case of the giant fly. And
1: I really, I didn't tell anybody except for you guys. I think, I mean, I told you, Jenny, you yeah. and whoever the story
0: before. But- that one is burned in my brain. Like that was such a creepy story. This was a long time ago and I have never forgotten it because it's so believable and it's so just <laughs> it it's just, well i mean it's just so like the hairs on your neck like i know what happened and yeah. i it's like straight out of a roman polanski it's movie amityville
1: horror yeah yeah
0: you know so
1: yeah and never but nothing like that ever happened again i mean it was just
0: inexplicable There's something to be said for consistency on the job. And there was one thing that Carrie could always count on during her time at Chesson's. Sadly, it wasn't the great food. Welcome to our final act.
1: The basement always remained um, way fucking scary. And in fact, there was a a kind of joke that all of us that worked there had, but we were joking on the square because down in that basement in one corner was this really old deep freezer. Like the, you know, the big kind of deep freezer.
0: Yeah. The kind you can put bodies in. And Jenny would know. Yes.
1: Yes, Jenny. Exactly. (laughs) That kind. It was like from the 50s. You could tell from the design of it that it was 50s, maybe 60s. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was just like, here's the rule. No one ever, ever, ever is going to open that freezer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: And no one ever did. I don't. I couldn't have. I couldn't go near the thing. It was just too scary. And it's like, oh my god, who knows what's in there? I mean, I'm sorry. There's no denying. It's not like, well, I think it might be kind of haunted. It's like, no, it's fucking yeah, yeah haunted. it's fucking
0: haunted. <laughs> yeah, you work yeah. there, you know.
1: And I'll tell you, the other thing that was weird about this place, and isn't funny actually, but we only had a crew of about 13 people that worked there. We all worked together for decades, right? When we moved into that building, and in the time that we were in that building, which I think was seven years, out of the 13, six people developed heart problems.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Two people had to have open heart surgery.
0: Holy crap. And
1: one, my friend Michael, who worked with me at night, he also wound up in the hospital, nearly died. They never did figure out exactly what was wrong and decided that he had to have had a viral infection of his heart.
0: Geez. No, now you could believe that and if you were one of three hundred people. Exactly. But not one of thirteen.
1: Exactly. This was three of thirteen, wound up in the hospital having open heart surgery. I used to have nights there where I thought I was maybe having a heart attack because I'd get this horrible pressure, intense pressure and weight in my chest.
0: Yeah, that was the demons. Yeah. Haunted, creepy, it. cursed yeah. the place. Evil. Evil. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm feeling creeped out. Thanks so much for listening. We love making this podcast for you. Be sure to tune in next week for more spooky tales from myself, my sisters, and guests. And you won't want to miss our October 31st episode because we're planning something special. If the ghosts cooperate. Also, if you haven't taken the time to review the show yet, can you do that for us? It's super important because it really helps the show get found. And as we all know, reviews are powerful. It's not hard to do. Head to howinthehellpodcast.com and hit the Listen on Apple button on our homepage. That takes you to the spot you can leave a review. Even if you just hit the star rating, that really, really, really helps us. So if you can do that, that would be awesome. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying,
1: "Now It's the middle of the night. I'm alone in this building. The building is all locked up. I know I've locked this building up. I, you know, there's no way I'd be leaving doors unlocked in the middle of the night in downtown Minneapolis.
0: How in the hell did I get here? Thanks again to our sponsor, The Coloring Book Coach. Find your free coloring book at thecoloringbookcoach.com. And a big thank you to our storyteller this week, our sister, Carrie Floden. We're so grateful to the artist, Silent Partner, who creates our theme song, Seventh Floor Tango, our ad music, Blue Skies, and today's spooky music, Slow Shock. We found them on YouTube's Creator Library. This week's show was written, produced, and hosted by Kim A. Floden with editing help, from Carrie Floughton.